is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new Aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah, yes. Welcome to Dead House Whispers. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. I am your host, Calypso, and welcome to Dead House Whispers. And I am also joined, as usual, by Faceless Mike. Yo, greetings, hello, and welcome. How are you doing today, Mike? Bit tired, but we're good. We're good. We got to see some uh, really cool video recently. Yeah, we did. It was very, very exciting. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I hope everybody else got to see that video. If you didn't see that video, uh, I think you should. Just get on YouTube, look up Dead House Sonata. It should be the first thing that should pop up of some actual uh, new gameplay and Dennis talking about it and you talking about it, I believe, also. Me talking about it and playing it. And playing it. And sit here and pretend I've never played this thing before, ever. Yeah. (laughs) It's really, it's crazy to see. You know what I mean? After after, uh, waiting for like so long and having everybody else, you know, be super excited and waiting about this kind of stuff to actually see um, Dennis blabbing about it and you playing it and everything. It's pretty it's because pretty it cool. felt like it took so long. I think that's what it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. I'm just editing things in the background here, making sure everything is working. So don't mind yeah. me. Uh, for anyone just no tuning in, don't forget, check out deadhousesonata.com. Follow all yep. the socials. Go pick up a founder's pack or supporter's pack because the founder's pack are sold out now, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get uh, the yes, supporter's, supporter's packs pack on the store. And you really, you know what I was telling everyone, Calypso, for ages? Hey, guys, what? go pick up a supporter's pack. Go pick up a supporter's pack. You're really going to want to pick one up. Yep. Why would they want to pick one up? Not just to support uh, the game. Uh, well, uh, to support the game. And also, uh, you, if you do have a supporters pack or a founders pack, you will be receiving an email um, and a code, a special code for something. No, 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 not, not guaranteed when you get a supporters not pack. Guaranteed, you'll get not guaranteed. So how it's working at the moment how is, is it working? if you have a supporters pack and you come to the live stream, you will be eligible that when Dennis says the word, if that's you right, follow that's the right. orders, like the last time was everyone throw one in the chat or whatever silly emote he decides not like that, we will be taking all your names, you will get NDA'd and you will be able to play it. And then after a little while, it will be released to all supporters. And then a little while after that, the hopes will eventually be that a little bit down the line, it'll be released publicly to everyone. That's just for the demo, because you all know the game will be released publicly to everyone free to play anyway. Yes. But just to clarify that for for anyone. And uh, yeah, so when you go to deadhousesonata.com, you want to go check over in the little bit media section, go onto the YouTube channel, and you can watch the video we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yes. Uh, gosh, it's so it's yeah, it's so cool. I I like lit up while watching that video. Everything's like, coming up, like, Deadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> I felt I felt like a little kid again, man. I felt like a little kid. It was awesome. Chibi awesome. bat form confirmed, huh? Yes, yes, exactly. Chibi bat form confirmed. Right here. <laughs> uh, if my most recent no, it does not, my friend. I don't need to worry about those things because I have been scolded internally for quite a long time on what I am and I'm not allowed to talk about. So I don't need to worry about breaking NDA, but everyone else might want to be careful because that's yeah. part of the, one of the things at the moment, guys, is because you want to keep everything internal and you want to get feedback of the most ardent supporters in the community first to be able to help shape the way the game is moving forward. And then they'll be getting more and more public feedback because a lot of people don't realize this clip so that they're like, oh, but this is just early act. No, this is like the game in development. Like other companies say, oh, you're getting beta access or you're getting early access. No, the game's ready and it'll be released in three months. They don't want that. They're just stress testing servers, engaging market interest. With Deadhouse, this is legit early access. Like the game is still in development as these things are happening. I think, uh, speaking of early access, I think one of the, now that I just thought about this, um, would it be considered early access uh, if you remember that Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay footage from from E3 like a couple of years ago, would that be considered like an early access demo because the game wasn't even built yet around that time? I don't know, don't even get me started on that because you could mention A Anthem. vertical slice, yeah. Oh yeah, Anthem. <laughs> oh man, poor Anthem. 
Poor man, there was man. a good game in there somewhere, man. That 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 was so sad. Be- Wait, you're saying beta testing coming like real soon? Beta testing coming like now for some people. And if you join in on the streams, Reb, which are at the end of the month, I think next one is it the 27th? Yes, Pardon me, uh, my, two my weeks days from now. Are on the 27th if you jump onto the dead house and not a live stream and wait for the queue from dennis and follow that people's names are taken anyone that is a founder or supporter uh you can get access beta testing will be release of the games age one uh yes and no it it is and it isn't like we're doing things as apocalypse is putting it they're doing things in the realm that it's kind of beta access, but it's more early access because age one will be the game. Like it will yeah. be its own story that you will play through and all like that. Some of the features might be missing that need to be implemented and they'll be taking feedback on tweaking things, but there will be a game there. And then when we go into age two, it'll be a new age. There'll be more story. There'll be more things happening. So it is early access and it isn't. It's kind of like a, a prologue. Age one oh, I and like age that. two would be prologues, like shall we say. I think prologue. that's probably the most accurate way to put it. Yeah, prologue is a is a good term, I think. Yeah, yeah, prologue. The now featuring the prologue for Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, I've been playing so much of that. I finally and finished it, by the way. I I wish I was a a Souls fan, um, and I was kind of into that kind of stuff because I Elden Ring there's looks no, amazing. There's it no looks shame right in my that. alley. No shame in not being a Souls fan, dude. I work with a few people that they're like, I really like those games, but I'm just not a Souls person. I was like, that's, yeah. that's cool. They were big into Horizon. I'm like, well, hey, as long as you're happy, man, whatever games yeah. are your games, you know? I did play the uh, the PlayStation 1, the long-lost PlayStation 1 version of Elden Ring, though. That's pretty good. I mean, Bloodborne, my bad. <laughs> that was I just really put a point there. Uh, in the immortal words of Dennis, uh, Temmeljian asks, is the Vampire Lich and Revenant still planned to be there for day one, age one? That's a really good question. <laughs> well... <laughs> This 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 That's is a great not question. an official Deadhouse stream, and I am not Dennis Dyack, so I cannot tell you that. And I have no idea, so <laughs> I I do. no. The the idea is, I think there is three classes planned. How that works out, it'll be interesting to see. I know they're trying to get everything sorted so that there will be more classes in, like the demo that everyone got to look at. But I don't know. I have no idea on time frames for any of that. Like you already know, I didn't buy the founders pack uh something play long term excess um the okay i guess it is not about yeah it is not an mmo it would be considered it would be more like diablo or elden ring it's a single player game played online with multiplayer elements so you can play the entire game solo and it won't alter anything dramatically for you or you can play with friends like Warframe or Destiny, I think, are probably the closest examples, even though they're the wrong genre and the wrong type of thing, you know? It's a third-person narrative-driven, free-to-play ARPG, which is a mouthful and confusing to most people. Um, The Witcher meets Bloodborne with multiplayer. Yeah, I think that's... See, that's the... Okay, well, I mean, I think we talked about this in one of our previous episodes also like what distinguishes an mmo what distinguishes an arpg what what makes warframe and warcraft different from each other there you go i give you word salad you were supposed to use mike i know what distinguishes okay to classify an mmo an mmo is usually a a varying version of an open world like i know Mm -hmm. they're divided into zones but a variation on open world where technology permits and it's massively multiplayer it's like oh i thought it was going to be like wow no 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 although wow is a good example for an mmo where you have hundreds of people in one place that won't happen in dead house dead house will be like warframe where you will play levels and missions in different parts of the world and you can play them solo or you can play them with like six people, like, well, five other people and yourself. So it'd be yeah. six players together. Now, there'll be areas where there'll be social hubs where you can go in and there'll be like loads of people, but that's not the whole game. You can do Dungeon of Quest together with friends at a max. Like, yes. Damn, now I should have bought a Founders Pack. You, you can grab a Supporters Pack at any time, Rev. You're not missing out. Yep. Don't worry. There's nothing, there's nothing that is gone that 
you will not be able to get bar like a few cosmetic items so if you want to support at any time you'll still be able to do that the key thing for the supporters packs is it's basically you pre-buying platinum and access to the first and second age Mm -hmm. but those will not be off the cards. So when the first stage comes out, <clears throat> pardon me, you will still be able to buy a supporters pack to get into the first stage. So you, you should not be locked out. That's yeah. this does not like the idea of excluding people from stuff. Reward the people that have supported the longest, but don't exclude new people. You know, you missed out on some platinum deal cosmetic. Shop yeah, yeah, there was the, uh, bonus ones for people that invested years ago. Wow, clips years ago, years man, ago. years yeah. ago. Yeah, it's crazy oh. to think. It, I think it doesn't feel like years ago because we've all been locked in our houses for the past like like two years or something. Twenty twenty one doesn't exist to me. Exactly. It's just like it was a blip and, and 2019 came and went like yeah. like that almost. It's crazy, man. I still have I remember processing it's 2022. Like, dude, that's I, the future, I do too. Man. I do too and I just and my birthday was last week. I I have, oh, like, I have a hard time processing happy that. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, thank you. Oh, why yes, yes, yes I have. believe you have. <laughs> but like, yeah, so uh so who who who's seen the gameplay? Yes, yeah, uh, like for, the for those for those who managed to make it 10 minutes into this thing already or 12 minutes in, we're talking about a Dead House Sonata uh, gameplay demo that was streamed and Mike played and Dennis talked um, last. I think that's ago. a winning formula. You should have Mike play and Dennis play, talk. Dennis that's talk. Like, yes, yeah, like Dennis talk, <laughs> let Mike play. And that's that's how we win everything. Yep. Oh, thanks everybody for the for the birthday wishes. But yes, uh, that's what we're talking about. Um, I'll I'll probably make the thumbnail or something, the actual uh, gameplay and stuff. But yeah, so uh, and it was just it was the gameplay. It was a gameplay demo, and Mike talked. Mike played, and he played really well. And Dennis talked oh, about it. And it was exciting. I just want to give a hats off to Tablejim because he was the first one to point it out. Someone asked on the live stream. It's like, is it game? Is it like a controller or mouse and keyboard? And Tablejim straight away. I can tell by the way Mike's sitting. He's playing on a joypad. I like that good spot. Like it wasn't the secret yeah. or anything. Like the, the the demo we're playing, it has uh, support for like uh, gamepad and mouse and keyboard. But that spot was really good and really quick. Considering I was like a small square in the corner. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're, let's just let's just turn your face into the actual HUD elements, and every time you switch states, your head changes from red to green to blue. Now I'm thinking about overlays for the stream. <laughs> Demogen, can we throw a wrench in the formula and have Dennis play? And like that would be so boring with me talking constantly. Do you not get enough of that here? I already yeah. interrupt him enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying anyway, uh, one of the points you wanted to make was the classification between an MMO and an ARPG. Clips of yes. Yes. This at length. So, so <laughs> I've gone through this at length before. Um, so an MMO is a massively multiplayer online game. And that is where you have thousands upon thousands or millions of players. And you're all in a giant open world and you all have little sectorial hub areas and you go on the same quest and everybody does the exact same thing and yada 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 and i think the thing that distinguishes like warcraft from warframe is that like open worldiness um because even though you're playing warcraft even though i'm like pl i'm playing as a cleric single player and people are coming in and out um <laughs> lack of escort quests yes that too um and uh, uh, like I think I think the thing that makes like MMOs MMOs is just the en entire community interaction and the fact that everybody is everywhere all at once. That's that's a mouthful. And I think with like Warframe, it's you ha you can be online, but there is a very specific you can do this by yourself for the entire game. And instead of having a giant open world, it's purely a hub here, a hub there, uh, a community gathering area here, a community gathering area there. And um, you can have people join in your party or not. The story might unfold the same way as for everyone else, but it's your story. 
It's your story. I think the thing with MMOs is that the the stories for MMOs isn't necessarily your story. It's the story of the world and like the world is being affected and everybody is being affected with MMO very, stories. Very but in few Warframe, it's well. singular. Very, very few, few have done, done that, that well, well I mean, in MMOs. They're like, you're special, like these other 9,000 people. Yes, no. The thing that turned me off about Elder Scrolls Online being an MMO was that everybody was special. And they the all had the same armor, one. and like, you were everyone. all the chosen one. There's a there's a video, it's gone viral. There's there was a viral video um that's that's that uh that's literally just like a, a 10 second clip of everybody wearing the exact same armor but it's different colored so it's kind of like a like a rainbow going down a line and then they're all going to the same quest giver and all getting the same quest and it's literally just like a line you're next 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 you're the chosen one you're the chosen one you're the chosen one you're the chosen one it's ridiculous the biggest difference is the lack of escort quests yes thank you thank you thank you termulgen um mmos you are a cog in the machine arpgs you are the main character yeah Escort quests, yes, no thanks. I burning passion because you've got all these people, and it's always a case of they either they walk too slow for you to run and too fast for you to walk. That is oh, my God. biggest peeve in every game, and they seem to get that one thing correct in every game. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like the one thing, the one thing I will say I love about The Witcher Three. <laughs> And we brought it up again. The one thing I love about The Witcher 3 is that if you're walking or running, the NPCs will match your pace. Like Which? like in, in Witcher 3, all the, all oh, the NPCs, yeah. when you're walking or running somewhere, if you're walking, they're walking right next to you. If you're running, they're running right next to you. And the dialogue when you're talking through it, like Grand Theft Auto style, is always succinct to, and it will never cut off early mid cutscene or whatever. It's just, they did a great job with that. They did a great job with that. And yeah, it's the yeah, only thing I like. One of the few, very rare. Even if they have no health or what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we started, I could do a whole podcast on how much I hate Escort Quest. I love, it's like, uh, at this point, I'm just going to knife that character in the back. It's like, oh, but you lose. It's okay. We can lose whatever. I don't care. No, the, the he's two the best. He's the prince's son. Well, he's one son less now. <laughs> the two best Escort Quests. Um, Escort Quest games are uh, Ico and Bioshock Infinite. I would consider just a giant Escort Quest. Oh, Rogue Squadron's good too. Yeah, you got me there. That's a great one. But that's that's cheating because that's an airplane flight simmy type game rather than you walking on a character. Awesome. Yeah. The Dead House Discord bot just informed me that I said, "Oh, so I'm not like two hours behind." Oh, good. Because that, that's what normally happens. Maybe. You're, you're uh, 18 minutes behind. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, guys, we just started the stream. Welcome to the House of Whispers. <laughs> this is our first episode. No. <laughs> uh, By the way, uh, yeah, for anyone asking or for anyone listening to this later on after the fact, not only will Calypso here be putting some footage over this. Yes, that you'll I'm going to just overlay all of this. But we will have a link to the original stream down below, mm-hmm. down at the bottom. So if you're watching this anywhere else, just come on to YouTube. Give us an old follow. Tickle the old bell, as they say, and yep. then you'll be able to find all the info down below, or you can always find all the links on deadhousesonata.com. Yes, um, and I think Mike, do you, Mike, Mike? I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, there, if you guys would like to actually pick up a supporters pack and support um, Faceless Mike uh, a little bit in in all this stuff, um, the link down below will be for the YouTube and everything of this on Deadhouse Whispers YouTube channel um, to to get directly to the store to get a supporters pack and to support apocalypse studios jazz yes and now people will begin to see the fruits of the labor yes yes i have all the deal do not all (laughs) yes because yeah because you see the discord bot and rng bots hate me which is going to be hilarious because like when we get to the point where we're actually playing most of y'all that have not gamed online with me don't believe this right because i'm fairly certain even calypso doesn't believe this but you will see it in action when we're playing dead house and this is for someone that works for apocalypse studios the rng gods hate me 
And if we are going for a particular weapon or something, y'all will get years and I will kill that NPC 300 times and it still won't bloody drop. Because the RNG gods, hey, RNG Jesus is not a fan. Of <laughs> I promise you. But anyway, what did you yeah. think of the blood? Because y'all asked for more blood, Calypso. I, I loved all the blood. I love the blood. I love the decapitations or whatever. The arms freaking falling off. Oh, dude, it was the coolest thing ever, off man. With his head. It was awesome. I think um, I loved... I loved uh, when you were like dodging or whatever and it was going into mist form. I thought that was that's chef's there's kiss the mist, there's the right mist there. Form the mist form like dodge. Like, you, so like how I was doing that is you use your mist form and you will like kind of sidestep and shadow step because as Dennis explained before how the tarot system is going to work is you're going to have little nodes that you'll unlock. So you'll be able to have more and more abilities with your mist form once it's all fully implemented so when you hit mist form normally i think he just kind of takes a step back in mist form but if you yeah. like move left or move right you'll like shadow step each direction and when you get your bloodbath thing up so you see when i was playing it and dennis was explaining how we were charging up the runes when you yeah. get that up to a certain level with dance macabre what happens is if you target a character or you're facing towards a particular character in your attack it'll do that shadow step towards them Cool. So it kind of like that's almost cool. teleports you before. And I love that black smoky effect. It's really no, that's cool. cool. I like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, um, during your gameplay, I'll try to find the specific yeah. clip for this. Um, can you mist form through guys and go like through them behind them? And that's the plan. Them? I have not tested that yet, but I think I, that, that will be the plan. Like you will be able to do that. Yeah. When you're like super, I do love that when you, when you actually go into mist form or whatever, I noticed it's it's kind of like blood omen where um even though you're in mist form people can still see you because you are just a floating thing of mist and the guys are like chasing you and everything like that during this gameplay um i can't tell you how many times i've rolled a uh, nat 20s in D D. i'm known as the guy who just rolls the most of those in our group no luck in in real i am um, your exact opposite <laughs> I might have luck in real life, but it's <laughs> really it. seen ankle busted shoulder. No, uh, we were playing. Speaking of D and D, me and my friends um, started a D and D campaign like a month ago, and I decided to go with a wizard character. <laughs> so I was like, okay, sure. Let me let me roll all my stats. I got straight nines across the board for like all of my starting. You know, oh health and strength and constitution and all this stuff. I, but like, I don't know what what like magic was there for me, but I got like, like straight, like just great numbers all the way down my character sheet. Like it's, it's stuff like that that makes like physical D and D play really cool. That beats uh digital, like roll 20 or whatever the websites are for it. <laughs> Would you want a tabletop version of dead house? Yes. But only if yeah. I can have the little miniatures to paint. Oh, definitely not tabletop no. tabletop because I'm really bad at the RPG stuff. Like yeah. I used to play Vampire the Masquerade a lot, but I would love like little, like little minis. Like mini. I don't want to say board game because that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Tabletop mini fake. Yeah, I just got a, I got a, a, a Geralt, a Geralt, a mini miniature that's like like twelve inch, like like this tall or something, and I really want to get into painting because like miniature painting is like a new new fascination of mine. Um, Dude, I've done it for like, years. I loved it. There's a weird meditation when you're doing it. Yeah. Like you're just sitting painting. I always really enjoyed that. We rolled D20 for stats one. Never again. The DM said my barbarian had 20 strength, 20 dex, 20 con, 12 intellect, 20 wisdom, and 19 charisma at level Oh, one. my God. I mean, yeah, hey. Isn't there a limit, though? Yeah, isn't there I a limit there if you is. get like twenty in one? If you get twenty you in the like... next one, you have to it has to be like a max of like twelve or something. I have no idea. I'm terrible at stat sheets. Though. No, no, that's me why too. I like the video game stuff where it does it for me. Yeah, exactly. Like, thanks for all the <laughs> thanks for all the number crunching for me, guys. I don't need to do it. I don't need to do it. No. Um, but I was think I was thinking of that I was thinking of like Dead House tabletop and how there's so many tabletop. There's a tabletop version of. Dark Souls and stuff coming out. Um, there's a tabletop version of Bloodborne already. There's a tabletop version of like just all these games. Borderlands. There's one of Borderlands now. So it makes me wonder like how a tabletop version of Dead House. I see would there's work. like D and D rules for Dead House or not Dead House for um, Dark Souls. I think I so. I know there's a lot of homebrew stuff too. 
It's like, you know, if you hate yourself that much, you know? Yeah. If yeah, you just want to keep dying over and over again, it's like, how many times have you died in this session? That's it. Mm -hmm. And then oh, luckily, luckily you're a necromancer and they can just keep raising you from the dead or something. It'd be interesting. It could be quite for to get a board game version of the Dead House Dungeons. That would be interesting. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's been really interesting. Quite fun, Quite stupid fun. autocorrect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, figured. Autocorrect hates me whenever I no, have to use WhatsApp um, or anything. Anyways, we digress. We digress. So back to the uh back to the, the stream. Um um I liked I think my favorite parts were the the dimension switching that that you guys mm -hmm. showed off for. I thought That's that was the really cool. First teaser into the trinary archetype system. Yeah, it's really cool. So for anybody, um, I mean, I'll, I'll have video and stuff going, but uh, for anybody who's listening to this, so within that gameplay demo, Mike showed like what the physical realm looks like, and it's like bright colors and everything. And then when you go into, when he went to mist form, <clears throat> it was it was like a, a blue hue to like indicate that oh you're in like the magical, the magical realm now, realm. so it's got the yeah, so you're in the magical realm now. You've got the blue hue going, and you're in mist. And then there's a third realm, the essential realm, which is this like spectral realm, dead realm. Um, and when he went into that, um, it's got a green color hue, which is a great, I love that just simplistic visual indicator of, oh, now you're in the spectral realm, everything is green. But there was also a bunch of souls walking around that you could like suck, like you could drink their souls and, and eat their souls to get back to your uh magical realm and then you got to get back to the physical realm by taking the magic like it's a great intuitive system and it looks super super and awesome that's, that's how the vampire will work i'm imagining they'll be slightly different depending on which class you play because each I, class the vampire is a good example because they're in the middle of the trinary they have yeah the they're a jack class. of all trades yeah exactly so they they'll have like equal footing in all realms, whereas others may not, and that may affect how that goes forward. That I'm really looking forward to seeing. Yeah, me too. I'm interested in seeing um how they're gonna handle like the banshee and like will the banshee start off in the magical realm or will it start off in the physical realm like the vampire does? Will the wraith start off in the uh this, the essential realm or will it start off in the physical realm like everyone else i think that'd be really interesting if each character started off um in their per perspective like the realm that they're from or but something. how they perceive those realms might be different so for example yeah banshee started in the magical realm maybe it perceives that the way we perceive normal reality and then when yeah. it changes into the physical realm because it's alien to it it will look different yeah i think that'd be yeah, really cool yeah. That will be cool. The one I'm really interested in with that is the Wraith. Me too. Me too. I'm super interested <laughs> in that. Like, like imagine, um, I'm imagining like when you're in the Wraith, you have, you have a full physical body when you're in the essential realm or something. And, and it looks maybe like normal to you. And maybe there's a bit of a green hue somewhere just to indicate that you're there. Um, and then when you go into the physical realm, uh, like maybe you turn invisible kind of or whatever it is, whatever, like the smoky cloudiness. You, of the you need to think about it. You're looking at it from your player character. Yeah. Yeah. How other people would perceive it. So That'd if be... you were the wraith, maybe when you're in the physical realm, that's you with the, the, the skeletal body, like we see in the pictures. And yeah. then when you're in the, the magical or the essential realms, you appear the way it does, you know, without any physical form, just like the floating kind of. Yeah. Fabric that'd be, that'd be really cool to see. <clears throat> Like I'm looking at you right now and you know, you're, you're a wraith and you're, and we're in the physical realm and you're all cloudy and smoky or something. And then when you go into a central realm, maybe you disappear completely off the map and your character is no longer there. Maybe there's just some rattling chains or something to take your place from my yeah. character's perspective. I think that'd be neat. I'm interested in the white form. That would be, that's also an interesting thing to see would be how they handle the white form. For anybody who doesn't know, the white is like a giant Frankensteinian monster, like body parts all sewn together and everything, and they are made from a soul that is from plucked from the spirit realm, the essential realm. Um, and maybe, maybe, Wyvern Tamer, if the white is in the essential realm, that that is their true form perhaps. And like they have whatever their regular physical body is before they were trans 
transporting I keep into wondering a giant grotesque Frankenstein monster. If the whites can just permanently perceive the essential realm. Ooh, uh, while they oh, walk, yeah. they can walk around and they're staying in the physical realm, but because of the nature of what they are, they can perceive the essential in the physical as well. So like they'll get both. So like yeah. they can see like these wandering souls or where no one else can, but they can see these things happen and they just don't interact or anything. They're like, oh, oh that'd yeah, be that's, cool. there's, there's a load of them over there. It's like, what? Where? It's like, you can't see them, but they're there. Trust me. You know, this is going to lead to now. Here was something I thought was really cool that I was only slightly touched on in the stream. And I kept trying to drop hints to see what anyone talk about it. Think of the implications for the trinary archetype system when it comes to bosses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. My mind is already racing. That's cool. That's cool. Maybe boss is like some big badass knight or something and like you will be wailing on him for months but if you switch into the essential form you could find a way to damage him and weaken him so that you can come back to the physical form and kill him or you know different things like that. yeah that'd be cool <laughs> what if what if for some boss fights you had to switch forms to beat them unless that's what you just said and it just totally went over my head oh, like yeah or maybe there's certain bosses that would be optional multiplayer bosses, let's say, where you would need to have someone in the magical or the spirit realm damaging him so that his shield would be down in the physical realm so that someone yeah. could wail on him, destroy the body. And then once the body is destroyed, you have to jump into the magical realm to destroy the, the ghost or the souls and the essential, like anything. First you get swallowed, then you enter essential form and stab him from the inside. Just shank that. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so cool. That'd be so that's cool. an ability name if I ever heard one. Soul yeah. shank. Soul <laughs> shank. I love that. Um, that's cool. Like, imagine I can already picture. I've been I've been um reading up on a lot of Cthulhu mythos stuff, like from Cthulhu Wars. Yes. Um, for the past couple of weeks, and like props to Sandy Peterson for conceptualizing and coming up with all that crap. Um, but uh. I also didn't know, I didn't know this, that Sandy Peterson of id and Quake and Doom fame um, was the person who actually created Call of Cthulhu back in the day. Like the very first versions in like the the late 80s, early 90s, Sandy Peterson did while he was working at id also. He also crafted Call of Cthulhu, the, the board game, yeah. the, the tabletop and stuff. I did not know that. I did not know that at all. So it was really cool. But I'm anyways, sitting here pretending I had no idea either. Like, I'm yeah, just, no, I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for agreeing with me. No. So, um, so I've been reading up on a lot of uh, Cthulhu mythos and like the call of Cthulhu and, um, Cthulhu war stuff. And the way that, uh, that they handle the different factions for Cthulhu wars, I can totally see Dennis using that for, um, for dead house. And like with like for Haster, for instance, he has, a weird like mind control thing or whatever because like you know you look at the yellow sign and you're instantly gone mad and he's you're instantly under control and um he has like like if you if your character is within his range of like yellow sign then that means you become his character and he takes you over so i can see certain um bosses or whatever maybe having mind control abilities like like if you're in their sphere of a like aoe i guess um aoe no. You not remember damage Dennis talking and stuff. about that before? I he do not remember people, Dennis talking about he that asked before. About people playing Cthulhu Wars. Is anyone familiar with it? He says you might get an idea of how Dead House works a little better. Yeah, I should probably <laughs> look up more. The into more Cthulhu I Wars. think about the game, the more the Wraiths gameplay is speaking to me. Ooh, is someone switching sides? Mm, I'm not gonna lie. Like second character, I rolls a Wraith. I'm straight yeah, up. Yeah, no. Like, vampire, vampire vampire's my number one. Vampire's my number one. And uh I wanna say Sorry, one moment. Mm -hmm. My ones will definitely be Vampire, Wraith, and Revenant. That'll be like my three like kind of main main thingies. And then the rest will be like I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna try every one of them. You know? Yeah, no. Um, Vampire is my number one, and I think I'm yes. really interested in Banshee. I'm really interested in Banshee just because, from like seeing the concept art of Banshee and how they're gonna handle it and stuff, is just crazy intriguing to me. Like 
how is the banshee going to change forms um when you're in the certain like like physically is the banshee going to change like like are they going to do weird texture swapping i'm thinking about this from a game from a game dev perspective now like are they going to change you know the mesh if you swap into another uh dimension as the banshee and have her be beautiful in one realm and ugly and grotesque in another realm like just yeah I'm almost harkens back kind of to the to the remember the concept yeah no I, I know i know they've start, talked about that does it start to make sense now if you go back yeah, and look at the art it does it sense. does i love it i love it and i think that actually seeing um vampire gameplay from that stream and stuff and dennis talking about it like act, physically seeing stuff in action it's really hard to to understand something by just uh hearing someone talk about it and like seeing it on paper yeah. it you really do need that i need to physically see it with my eyeballs to well, understand how this stuff is going to work i'm the same know? when i mix when i read something i mightn't get the instructions as well but physically watching it i'll remember it bringing yeah. up what temujin said there one thing i dislike with a passion in raids from wow world of warcraft was when the main tank got mind controlled and the raid just wipes or the mage gets mind controlled and he just AOEs half of the raid to death <laughs> or killed the healers and then had a cascading effect that almost res always resulted in a wipe. Now, here's the fun part. This was an explanation Dennis brought up many, many moons ago. And I think it kind of makes more sense now because now you've got an idea of the story. You've got an idea that yep. all the classes have been revealed. You understand where they sit on the trinary, and you've also kind of seen an idea of how the game plays. So when they say there is no tanks, there is no healers, everyone will be able to pick up all the weight. Yeah. Now yep. you get it. Like you could have a revenant that's a tank and like you could have a group of people and you could have your revenant friend be the tank. Like there's yeah. no, like you can, fall into that traditional role if you want but if the revenant gets wrecked like any of the other characters could just step in there and stop everyone from getting completely destroyed plus yeah you don't get wrecked wrecked there's yeah you get wrecked there. on one level and then you get wrecked on another yeah. level and then you get wrecked <laughs> on the third level and then you finally die um <laughs> uh my experience from vampire lore in the last 10 years of tv oh no you watch 10 for 10 years of crappy vampire tv um is that vampires can now can move super fast. Um, I would love to. I would love to a. I would love to have a slow mo effect for vampires. Um, but I have no idea why you would implement slow mo in a multiplayer game that only works for one person. They actually um, handled slow mo really well in Red Dead Online and Max Payne Three Online. The way they handled slow mo was um, it would physically slow down your character as well as the characters in your field division so if you have like five dudes in your um in your line of sight mm -hmm. from like here to here to here like from like here and here and here and then you went slow-mo then it would handle slow-mo for all of them they would also go into slow-mo and then you would go into slow-mo so there's ways to do it um network wise and everything um i don't know how complicated it is to pull off but you can't do it and i think for um for online play for like a vampire, if you're like in a slow motion mode and you know, you're moving like really slow, everybody else around you is moving slow, but you're moving at a normal pace. I think, um, to have to physically convey that from the other player's perspective, like if I was in slow-mo and Mike was watching me be in like slow motion, then it would be a, a blur effect. Like I'm moving yeah. so fast that I'm just really blurry from his perspective or I'm almost like disappeared it wouldn't or something even so be, fast. It wouldn't even need to be that complicated. So like no. most characters move at what you'd call a one-to-one -one speed, right? So yeah. That would be like standard full-time for anyone who does music, uh, full-time speed, right? So when you've got a character then that's going fast or that's going like at a tremendously fast speed, it's just down to the inputs. So if you'd locked on and you could tab target three targets and you just keep mashing the attack button, you're, let's say, Vampire for Deadhouse, you do go zip to one, slash, zip to another, slash, zip to another, slash. So it's going fast. You have had control, but everyone else is still... It looks like it's going lightning because you are, but because yeah. you've got such quick reflexes because you're tapping a button, you're not literally doing the thing. You can have the character do all of those animations quite easily. Yeah. 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 No, 
um, implementation. It's easy. It's a tarot card, te- but technically, technically, it's just it's just a whole lot of if statements and switch statements. No, uh, that's a little bit of code jargon there for you, you guys. Um, you guys ever play Fear? Talk yes. about fun slow Fear always legendary. I really wish Monolith would get taken away from the uh, the Lord of the Rings and Call of Duty like Mines or whatever, and um, and get back to making first person shooters, but. Um, yeah, it's a lot of code. It is a lot of code, um, but it shouldn't be that difficult to implement like gameplay wise, probably visually, visually, I think is the hardest thing, but gameplay wise is probably not that difficult. I don't know. But then again, what the hell do I know? Um, you know more than me. You can code more yeah, than I can. <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm trying to think of how to do that code wise and programming wise from a, a game play, like a game designing perspective. There's, there's, it's, it's, it's easy to do. It would be easy to 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 pull off. It's just getting that system to work properly and to visually work properly. Like programming wise, it wouldn't be that difficult because it is. It's a lot of okay. Well, I can do this, and then these guys can all do this on this branch, and I'm over here on this branch, and then it really is just a it's a, it's a flip flop or it's a bumblebee kind of thing. Single player love- game equals easy. I'd love to know how many new people now that have since seen this video, not our video, now the official Dead House. Yeah. Has it stirred more interest? Because I'm that guy that went and read all the YouTube comments. Oh, definitely. Oh, I yeah, know. No. I know. I shouldn't. I know. I shouldn't. But I, I read the YouTube comments. So if you're going to leave nasty comments underneath it, uh, hi. I'll be reading that and probably getting very salty and responding. Um, but uh, there's a lot of people that didn't think that apocalypse would ever get to this point because there's a lot of naysayers online and to be fair i can't blame them because there has been a lot of stuff over the years <clears throat> not naming anyone um that have done crappy kickstarters and games that have never released and all like that so i can understand the doubt but at least now this i hope is alleviating doubt for a lot of people when they see that this is actually something that's coming to fruition and yeah we'll get to play this some already others in the very near future Theo, my son says slow mo is fun. Just add that to the game. To lead developer. Oh, I wonder how many times that happens in games companies. Didn't that pretty much happen with Anthem? They That's... just kind of came in and said, "Make this." What? Yeah. What are we making? It doesn't matter. Make this. No, I I guarantee you that's that's how a lot of that I every game company has that issue of oh hey this is cool my son said it's cool let's do that <clears throat> then you need What's a then you need to have five other people in there. What's trendy at the moment? Yeah, let's do that. Walks out of yep. the room, all the developers going, oh son of. <laughs> well, let's not make a let's take the card system the tarot card system for dead house and just actually make it into a card game that is doable at least no but i like Hamilton's one let's add a battle royale mode it's like sir it's a card racer <laughs> mario kart have... did that mario kart did that though the balloon games are technically like a battle royale in a kart racing game nintendo did it <laughs> nintendo did it first dead house dead house sunshine Lord Lord Zorin Sunshine, where you just get a, you just get. A, I'm so waiting. It's just Mario Sunshine, dude. Oh, Bloodborne Cart. I think <laughs> I think it's actually happening. I know yeah, there's a, there's the an guys that made the actually D-make, making it. The guys that made yeah. the remake made. They're working on a card joke, game, but that joke might become a reality. Oh no! I guarantee you. I guarantee <laughs> you it'll happen. So, uh, Gwent. Yes, Gwent. I would love to see a Gwent. Uh, a Gwent style dead house um, game where it has a little bit of a narrative and you just use your cards, you pick your faction vampire or whatever, and, or giants or something. And, um, and then it's literally just Gwent, but it's dead house. Card games are awesome. I love card games. Who doesn't love card games? Freaking dead house solitaire, you know, dead house, dead house, Gwent, dead house poker. Give me all of it, man. Technically, right. Technically. If there is a full tarot deck per character, which would be the 72 cards, you could theoretically play Dead House Poker. Yes, you could. Just 72 72 pickup. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you add card racer option in the Dead House capital, I'm sure it would be a huge success. Okay, you see, now when you're saying that whenever there's a social, whatever the social areas are, in Deadhouse, I am going to start running unofficial races. 
Oh, yeah. character stripped of you're armor you're not allowed any buffs and uh, no special abilities and then yep. race. and we'll have a standard race and then we'll do the special abilities race where you're able to use whatever abilities or tarot cards you want oh to yeah use it. oh my gosh i can imagine it i can imagine a, a angry revenant sitting in a really tiny car just bunched up you know me <laughs> or how about the one how about the game angry revenants where it's like a revenant only instead of like angry birds where you're pulling back in a slingshot you're pulling back in under revenants and he's just hawking ghouls at a castle yes until you yes. knock down the castle wall. oh that'd be amazing just all you get all special with the ghouls <laughs> i can already see it the screen the screen is just a giant like revenant hand or whatever and then you're just chucking <laughs> chucking that'd be amazing one race a week Imagine if the dailies for Dead House were just community races and it was just get from this line to this line. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be uh, the, the dailies will be community church burnings or something bizarre. Community, I like the wackagool idea. The, the community sack, the, the communal sacking of whatever castle happens to lay to the west of mm -hmm. where we are right now. Yeah. Wackagool. Dude, I'm telling you, these need to get put on the forums. These they do. Some great ideas. Like these are the mobile spin-offs for Deadhouse. You know, Wackagool, Angry Revenants. Dude, there would be a hardcore competition for a leaderboard. For I'm telling you, I'll run unofficial ones. I'll yeah. run unofficial ones. I'll keep them on a little sheet and I'll have them in the background whenever I'm streaming and just hang them up here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, all right. So, so let's, I, I pose a question. Gosh, we digressed a lot for this, this episode. We do this all uh, the time. Yeah. I, I pose a question. What is, I mean, you've played the demo, um, extensively, I'm sure. And, and you played it for the stream. Um, what is your favorite part of it? Well, one of the things I like the most is, uh, you got to see this on the stream, right? Yeah. I like how the combat feels. One of the biggest parts that Dennis brought up and that I wanted to emphasize on the stream as well, but I kind of got caught off on the back foot because Dennis asked me while like I was playing at a particular part and I didn't, I wasn't able to give it to my full attention. The combat in this game is very important. And I think that's one of the key things that they want feedback from the community on and how it looks and then how it'll feel whenever people get to play the demo and all they want feedback on the forums. It's something you'll be doing the vast majority of the game. So the field of the combat is very important. The pacing, the responsiveness, how it plays out. In getting to play that, you actually get to feel like you're not just a character swinging a sword, which is very important because the key thing of this game is you are a member of the House of the Dead. If this was just like Elden Ring or The Witcher with an undead skin, it would be boring. You need to feel like you are your character. I know some people mightn't see that at the moment because there's only the vampire class at the minute, but as more of them come along, I think that's a very important thing that people need to see and need to feel for themselves because that's what will distinguish this game from a lot of others. All right. All what right. about you, Calypso, from what you've seen? From what I've seen, um, I, I think... I liked the combat. I liked the look of the combat. I liked the look of it. I do think that um, from my understanding of vampires, at least what I have in my head anyway, and um, how they're portrayed in the demo is that the vampire was a little bit weak. Um, but I mean, I guess I understand why it's probably for like balancing purposes or something. But the fact is, is oh like, yeah, as you get said, to, like the balancing hasn't even begun. Yeah, yeah. Right there's no, now there's it's no just balancing in the mechanics. Yeah, no. I think um, mechanic mechanic wise, it all it all works and it looks it looks great so far. Um, but I think the I think it's there's a, there's an atmosphere to it. It doesn't make it's weird to say that there's an atmosphere to. A combat demo but there's definitely an atmosphere and i loved that the most i think i loved that it's very clear and concise that that like of what it's going for and it kind of feels oppressive um and when you switch into the other realms within the demo um i love that like each version is distinct for that but it feels different each time like when you were in the magical realm it felt like you were in a magical realm it felt like there was an otherworldly 
thing or presence that, or whatever. That I think it. will be very important later on because like from what Dennis is mentioning, like again, these are just mechanics being put into a demo at the moment. When this goes later on, like the idea will be things like the legionnaires mightn't be able to damage you as much, but like when you get kicked into the magic or the the the, the spiritual realm, that's when like priests become dangerous. Yeah, that's when feels- they suddenly become. It's like, uh oh, now I'm in trouble, you know. Whereas he was standing at the back, flinging spells at you before. It's like I'm not even concerned about him. Bang into the spectral realm or into the soul realm. You're like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, it feels it feels uh, different. I think that's that's what I think they nailed that so far. Like. As far as also, like a different, also like when you said the atmosphere as well. I don't know how many people notice if you go back and watch it, like the lighting from like the bushes yeah. that are hanging and the smoke, the the, the mist kind of smoke that. Comes yeah, no, it looks awesome. It looks, it looks awesome. It looks gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, especially for for just a combat demo, dude. Like they already got a good look for it, and that's what I like though. That's what I like about Apocalypse and Dead House. That that every other gameplay studio, like unless you're unless you know you're you're uh you're trying i love that the um the dead space crew the guys who are working on the dead space remake are doing this also but they're being really transparent like um this this could this combat demo could have just been a grayscale number crunching here's all the the just mechanics and here's what they here's how they work but they went above and beyond and put texture in there and put particle effects and I think I I love that too. Like that's there's there's effort put into just the combat demo, which is cool, you know. A lot of that is from what you hear Dennis talk about a lot. I don't think people get it. They hear him say it, but I don't think but they, they don't get, get it. it. They'll, no, they'll start to get it now when he says transparency is important for a game studio and especially for him and the way he wants to develop things. And he has the attitude of show don't tell. Mm-hmm. Not going to tell you all this that, and the other. We're going to show you, and you'll get it from there. You know. Yeah. If you want a loyal community, transparency transparency is crucial. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would like to highlight something, um, that happened. I think last week or maybe even this week. So, uh, digressing really quickly. Um, everybody knows who's played Dead Space back in the day. They're working on a Dead Space remake rather than, you know, just continuing the series. Um, they're working on a remake of Dead Space 1. It's being done by a French development studio, um, and so far they actually have a lot of enthusiasm for it. It looks really good so far. However, they showed um, the early early version of how the gunplay is going to work, and they wanted feedback on it. And they a bunch of community members were like, well, this needs to get fixed, and this needs to sound a little better, and all this other stuff. They actually listened and updated yeah. it and released a video of, hey, here's all the updated crap that you guys wanted fixed and changed to make it better for us as well as for you guys, the fans who are going to end up playing yeah. this game. They listened. That's a huge thing within game development. When a freaking game is released, and we've talked about this before, and Dennis has talked about this before, and everybody else, it should be a common knowledge now. I'm upset it's not. It should be common knowledge that when there is a game company and they're like, oh, hey, get access to this closed beta or this early version um, of all this stuff and give us your feedback. What you're playing right there is the thing that's going to get released. And it's been like, th- it's only three months out from release or whatever. This is literally a will it sell well kind of push moment yeah. for game studios. Like that whole give us feedback nine times out of 10 is not going to happen. And if it does, it'll be integrated into a patch like six or seven months down the line once the game has already been released. Like that's AAA studios though. You know, and that's just that's just when the industry indie right now. guys and the smaller teams do it, and they give you early access. A lot of the times, the smaller guys they're giving you real early access. Yeah, very. When indie studios do it, it's crazy early access. Like it's gray box style stuff. You know, because they're they're legitimately looking for your feedback. Yeah. Last two um, Doom games. No, uh, did you hear about the latest Doom feedback <clears throat> story about the boomstick? No, what's the feedback? No. Origin? I didn't even know they they updated the shotgun for Doom Eternal. <laughs> or is it Doom 3? Um things, things were okay the way they were. Don't mess it up. The other part yeah. of that is I keep hearing rumors and I try not to feed into it because I don't want to get my hopes up, but uh because of how well Doom went and because of how well Doom Eternal went. Oh, they're working on Quake. Yeah. I've heard about that too. 
I don't want to get my hopes up, but oh my yeah. god. I think I think they are because like there was that Quake remaster that Night Dive did. Um Do you know do you know what they should do as well? I doubt it'll happen, but oh my god, like bring back Trent Reznor. Oh yeah, no, for the for the freaking Quake, like whatever the next Quake is, bring back Trent Reznor. They should. Should it, will it happen? I don't know. I think it'd be cool if they did. He's not doing anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's releasing a Nine Inch Nails album like every like two or three years, like or fourteen, or fourteen of them. Yeah, or fourteen. It's a cool um, story. The original feedback it felt underpowered and weak, so they increased the sound by two hundred and fifty percent and a hundred percent gore increase on hit. That's how you do. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just, just simple, because it doesn't tweak. feel under when you're talking about underpowered, it's like, does it cause damage or do you just want more effect? Instant hit people now said the boomstick became the strongest and best weapon and that the developers nailed it. They didn't change damage. Yeah, because a lot of the times in games, it's not actually the numbers you're like, no, people it's, the, it's the sound. It's, yeah, it's the sound uh, of the animation. Didn't they do that? In, like there was, I think who was it? Was it Elon Musk said that on like a, a podcast or something? He'd mentioned that um, people were upset with the electric cars, so they actually had to put speakers in so that mm-hmm. the cars made the same noise as the engine going rrr, 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 because like that's people wanted funny. bad feedback. So yeah. like when you're not in a rev in the engine, like that's actually just a sound effect because yeah. electric cars obviously the engine doesn't rev because that's not how an electric motor works. You know. Yeah, that's why it's like that was part of the, the fun part of the the little um survey that was put on the forums, you know, more blood. You want the more blood, you got more blood. Doesn't it look epic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. awesome. More blood is awesome. Um I that's something around. that's well, something shouldn't. I think <laughs> I think that's something that a lot of people I would say take for granted, but it's the most noticeable thing ever. Um is like like uh animations will always get like a, a, a slack on on game development or whatever like uh if you have bad animations or just you know mediocre animations even though an animator put hours and hours and hours of work into it um if it's not if it doesn't feel good it won't uh it won't you know the the, the your brain will trick your head into thinking oh this is crap you know what i mean like yeah. It's weird when you're playing, I, anybody who's playing a video game out there, if you're playing with a controller and you're firing a gun, I guarantee you that if the animation, the sound is good for that gun, your brain will feel that kickback from it and so oh, totally. your hands. It's nuts. It's crazy what our brains can do with like just video games or whatever. Like, like when you're chopping away with a sword and the impact, if there's a bit of an impact or something, like your brain will feel it. You know, when you're playing God of War and you're calling your axe back and it's and it hits Kratos's hand, you're feeling that, man. You're feeling the yeah. like it's amazing. It's a, it's about the whole immersion bit, because if you yeah. get fully immersed, you feel every bit of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you sweat during Boston County. It's like, oh, that was tough. It's like you haven't moved in your chair. Didn't I? Didn't. Yeah. I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, ooh, ooh. It's uh, it's great when you, if you watch little kids, watch like a little kid or, or like your little brother or sister or whatever play video games when they're yeah they're moving around they're jumping up they're like their hands. Anyone that's old enough that had a Game Boy, an old yeah. Game Boy. Now I don't mean the newer ones because we did more technology with stuff and all like that. I've watched people and I remember people playing the Game Boy doing this. Yep. Getting Mario when, I, jump. <laughs> when I was young, when I was young playing Mario with my original Game Boy back in the day, it was like it was like this all the time. Or you weren't stupid, you were just whatever. ahead of the curve because yeah. now it works like that. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. But that's, that's crazy. That's how things were, you know? And that's that's the part of the immersion and the feedback is because you get sucked into this thing. And the more it goes like that, uh do Game Boy the Game Boy color count, yes. 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 As long yeah. as it was that one piece one and not a foldy doubly one, because that thing <laughs> had actual like haptic like feedback. Weird a bad haptic word. gyro controllers. Yeah, gyro. Gyro. That's it. Gyro control. Yeah. I don't remember what word. game it is. I always bring this game up. I think it was for Game Boy Color or uh, one of the Game Boys, and it was a game where you're a vampire hunter. And you needed actual physical daylight to play this game because oh, you were out. I thing on the cartridge. Yep, oh, yep, oh, yep. You needed that? physical daylight. So to to play this game during the day, 
um, and to have your powers and abilities work because you're a vampire hunter and you use like sunlight Someone bombs and everything. Google you need that while real we're on sunlight. Here. You need real sunlight to use your power. So you actually had to go outside and play this thing. And then when it was nighttime, um, you couldn't play it because the screen would darken if it wasn't nighttime, like actual nighttime and stuff. And you're, you'd be weak. You wouldn't have any abilities or anything. So it's physically unplayable at night um, and in dark areas because you need to physically go outside and play this. Um, and it was, and it was a Game Boy Color game or a Game Boy game, like game DS game, game or something. It was no, it was a, it was, it was like a Japanese game thing or a Game Boy Advance game. I yeah. didn't play it. I never got it because I don't think it actually came out here. But uh, that's just kind of a screw you if you live in Iceland or Greenland, I guess. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're in Alaska. You cool. don't get these games. Nope, I can't play this game for thirty days or <laughs> for six months without sun. Jesus. <laughs> Um, yeah. Blade, blade, like the vampire hunter blade. No, I can't remember. No, was there a blade uh, game? Tie, a quirky little Game Boy title that has the player to I call it Game Boy Advance. It might be Boktai. Yeah, it might yeah. be that. Let's let's take a Google. Um, let's take a quick Google of that. Yeah, and then uh, and with that, guys, there will be a Dead House Sonata version on that Game Boy it, Advance yep. that requires actual Boktai. sunlight. No, Boktai, the sun is in your hand. Yep, yeah. That was it. Yeah, cool, cool fucking game. Cool game. The character was, was a really blonde-haired cool kid, yeah. like a little blonde-haired kid. Yeah, thing. that's yeah. it. Yeah, Pokemon Gold and Silver's Day and Night was cool. Different Pokemon that you could find. Some trainers didn't want to fight at night or during the day. That makes sense. That's cool. It's like the Yeah, the I'm Witcher, looking at it here. So it was like a clear game. plastic one, and it had like these yep. little photo sensors on it. That's a cool. really cool. Like that's that's again Nintendo. I know Nintendo is. I don't think it's a first party title, but like Nintendo always embraced this kind of weird, wacky stuff for any of the ones. Yeah. Designer Hideo Kojima. <laughs> wow, really, really? Of course. Series of box course. I initially released July 17, 20, uh, 2003. Designer Hideo Kojima, developers Konami Entertainment. And- oh, that's really fucking cool. Never heard about, uh, never even heard about. It. Yeah, Boktai is this really obscure Kojima. game that came Here's out. Here's a weird game with strange mechanics. I wonder about Kojima. Kojima, Kojima. <laughs> um, I am credited in an NES at a SNES guide um, as someone who helped with Q8. That's freaking cool, Wyvern Tamer. Here's, here's the funny one to Wyvern Tamers with that. That was kickstarted from a new thing. Wyvern Tamer is technically not old enough to have ever contributed to a SNES game, uh. which is why that's funny you know that's oh that's right that's right i mean pokemon was designed about a guy's bug collection yes yes that's true i thought it was about and, kids uh, trying to like fight rats on the street or something something you like know, that and, uh, zelda was just a forest simulator because um oh my god i can't even remember his name anymore miyamoto <gasps> sacrilege Shigeru i know Miyamoto, thank you. Miyamoto just went out in the woods as a kid and, and uh was like, oh, this would be a cool game. Um playing playing in the woods as a kid. Yeah, cool. Yeah, fun trivia lore, yeah. Uh so I'm excited for the uh, the Dead House Game Boy Advance game that's coming out <laughs> next year. You actually need to go outside. We haven't even got the full uh, game takes, out yet, and you're yep, asking for the D make. Yep, the <laughs> D make, Dead House D make. It'll be like Blood Omen. Just just make a, a Dead House version of Blood Omen and you're good to go. It's like the Deadhouse um, D-Make. Wasn't that Blood Omen Legacy King? Yeah. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm going to uh, run that joke into the ground until I get decapitated first. Pokemon story, son. You are now 10. Go out and beat up animals and make them fight other animals. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's animal yes. fight. I always thought that was weird. People were like, oh, what video game would you like to live in? Oh, I like Pokemon. It's like, it's a bit barbaric in real life. Yeah. Like people was like, you now live in the last video game you played. What do you? How yeah. how, how cool is your life? It's like I've been playing The Witcher and Elden Ring. I'm screwed. Oh no, oh, yeah, no, you're screwed. <laughs> like no, imagine uh, you'd be you'd be one of those peasants. Those peasants in the village are like, sir, Courtney Water, I'm hungry. Please, I'm dying. I'm dying. No, I've got the one that gets killed by the screecher. Oh jeez. <laughs> Pokemon is Pokemon is death world. <laughs> oh yeah, because you're being you're gonna be hunted. You're gonna be hunted <laughs> down by all these rabid creatures. Like I feel bad for the Pokemon because they just sit around, you know, just chilling, and then all of a sudden a weird ten year old kid comes up and says, Get in my like magic ball. People always keep asking, like, how come in Pokemon, you know, the way they, they like say their names. So like wouldn't it be funny if like animals in the real world done that? It's like you're looking at that backwards. Imagine yeah. if we called animals by the noises they make. 
Yeah, bark. Like, imagine Quick, it's go a this dark. way. Look, oh, dog. what's that? That's a bark. Dog, use bite. What's that? That's a meow. Although, isn't that how it works in Chinese? Isn't like a Chinese word for cat, like mao, mao, mao? Is it? I yeah, might I be. Think it is. Hmm. Hmm. That'd Sudden be something to... realization there. Oh. <laughs> what um, do you call that thing? It's a. Huh? There's many different types of. Stay away from the big, long, green ones, but the small, roundy ones are just kind of annoying. <laughs> yes, I uh, I raise them. I raise them and ride them around like bicycles um, here in Florida. <laughs> you joke. Someone will turn that into a comic or a meme. No, I I discovered that there's a there's actually an old an old painting from like the 1800s of. I th- did you send this to me? I think you even said this to me, Mike. Um, of of lady of a lady and a guy in like a nice nice dress of suit from like the eighteen hundreds and a parasol, and they're riding alligators like canoes, and they have the tail like the little canoe um, spinner. In a cave painting in France somewhere, there's a dude with a cowboy hat on an alligator. It's like the foretelling. It's the prophecy of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and with name, that, no, yes. no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was oh, just no. about to read that. If you oh, use no, the name, name Haya in Zelda games, then it's kind of like Pokemon. Keep up, keep calling you. The sound the you sound. make with your attack, with your yeah, Haya, get over there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, anyways, and with that, with that, guys, um, <laughs> that wraps up this episode of Dead House Whispers. You can check out the full. Um, gameplay, uh, Dead House, Whis- uh, Dead House Whispers. Gosh, you can check out the full gameplay and everything down below. Um, Mike plays it and Dennis Sayak talks about it. Um, there's a whole lot of info there. I think you guys should definitely check it out. I'm going to leave links for all that stuff down below. And you can and check out Dead House. And you'll be able to watch it fresh if you join us on Wednesday, the 27th, on the official Dead House Sonata channel. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys are uh, doing it again, I think, right? Yes. Yes. Cool. So uh, a, a repeat, a repeat play of the Dead House Sonata demo. You guys can find all that stuff down below. And don't forget to check out Dead House Sonata at deadhousesonata.com, as well as all our social medias. You know, we are on Discord, um, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Reddit, there is a subreddit. Um, all the There Dead is House a Sonata Reddit that can... Mike periodically checks. It checks. <laughs> there is a Reddit that's dead in the water. No. Um, and you can follow it's me. It's actually Calypso. gotten a lot more active oh, lately, which has I it? need to keep on top of way I sh- more. Yeah, I should probably get, actually jump on the Reddit and post some things on the Reddit. Um, but yeah, we have a Reddit. Uh, so yeah, you can follow Dead House Whispers, uh, uh, Dead House, Dead House Whispers. Jeez, you can follow Dead House Sonata at Dead House Game on Twitter. Um, you can follow me, Calypso, on Twitter at Necrolibriatus. Um, if you search up anything Dead House Sonata related on YouTube, chances are I will show up as well as the official Dead House Sonata stuff. And you can follow Faceless Mike on Twitter and every other social media at the Faceless Mike. Um, yes. Yes. So it's uh, where that... I use my Instagram to almost exclusively post uh, crappy video game pictures. Yes. Is it a sc- screenshot? Screenshot that lets me put up the Dead House ones. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, that will be us, guys. We are glad you stuck around for this long, and we will see you all in the next one. Catch you later. Bye, everyone.